Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, I told you I don't fuck up because they don't know what just happened unless they're patrons. They don't know what just happened there. Nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, nothing happened. You? No, no, only the patron. I don't know what the patron's even talking about. I was just saying, though, before that I'm curious about your thoughts about this movie. This is the last movie of the Halloween hustle. I want to know if we're going to end strong or if it ended with a wet fart because this is a Patreon pick, too. But before we get into anything else, I ain't going to tell him no more than that because we got to show Voorhees that love because he always show us some love. So go on, Chris, whenever you ready. Let's hit him with that theme music for real this time. <laughs> it for three music. One more time. Say happy Halloween. music feels way more fitting this time because i know this is your first italian horror movie but that music sounds like it's ripped right out of a lucio fulci movie i'm sure you can now agree because now you got the reference but also what's going on everybody i'm brent chris and this is the home video hustle podcast where we do what christopher hustle motherfucking hustle you got damn right this is, as I was saying before, the last episode of the Halloween Hustle for 2023. We'll take a look back at everything we watched these couple months at the end. But for now, I got to let you know that this is also Patreon pick number 49. We almost have 50 of these now. And this comes from the homie Mike Streeter of the Bad Reception Podcast. More on them later. But yeah, Mike is a big horror fan. So much so that he even made his own horror movie recently. He did little shorts. Me and PJ have like watched in Mystery Science Theater a little bit of the shorts and everything out there. But he did a full-fledged movie that helps. Hopefully, if you read the um, episode descriptions, I actually had left a link to it for a while if you wanted to go support the battle. I think the movie's done now. Bless you. And so at some point, we might have to watch his movie on the show. Maybe we'll get Mike and Morgan on with us when we do it. When that movie come out, let me know. Because I did donate toward it, so, you know, I got my name in there somewhere. So we're going to have to get that on the Home Video Hustle. But he wanted us to watch a movie called City of the Living Dead, also released as The Gates of Hell. This is episode 325, Chris. 1980 is when this drops. This movie is an hour and 33 minutes. I actually have numbers. So how much do you think this costs to make? I think these numbers are converted to American money, too, so... Something's, something's jumping out at me saying maybe 33,000. 33,000? Uh, no. Wrong! 
It's a lot more than thirty three thousand. Damn. Okay. Well, I mean that's nineteen eighty money, so mm. under a million, I give you that. But it's hot. Seven hundred fifty. Seven hundred fifty. No! Not that high. Five. I guess it's an exact number too. So five hundred and forty seven thousand seven hundred and seventy three bucks. <laughs> so yeah. And how much do you think it made? Doesn't feel like it's one of those ones that got a wide release. I would say about again. This is this is. I don't think this is just America. I think this is just converted to American money. Whatever mm-hmm. currency they have in Italian or Italy, wherever in Italian, this converted to the USD. Euro probably. Probably. I don't. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like you say. I, I don't feel like it, it made its money back. It, it doesn't. I, it doesn't seem like it be. It was a wide release. Maybe mm. not here to say. Wrong. This made a lot of money, <laughs> at least in American I, dollars. You say it made made a lot of money. Uh, I say it made. I'll say it made seven hundred fifty thousand. It cost almost five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It made exactly according to Wikipedia one million eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand dollars and three hundred and fifty. <laughs> Basically, one point nine million. It was a certified hit. This was so. a hit. Remember, Voorhees was saying this is the first in his uh, Gates of Hell trilogy, quote unquote. Lucio oh, Fulci. Yeah. It was a Lucio Fulci trilogy. That's yes, right. That. Followed by the Beyond and House by the Cemetery. I think is the third one. Uh, mm. IMDb, Chris. This out of eighteen thousand nine hundred and three votes, something point two out of ten. What do you think you got on IMDb out of ten? Something point two. Out of, out of ten, um, I would say I'm saying six point two. And I would say you got it. Six point two out of ten. Now, surprisingly, this actually has a critic and audience score on Tomatoes. So what do you think the critics thought about this movie accumulatively out of 100%? I feel like critics may have seen the potential there. 66. 66, you'd be wrong! Lower, it's rotten. Oh, they did not uh, like it. How about 36? How about wrong! 40% from the critics did not like it. What about that audience, Chris? The audience feels like it could end up being a cult classic, so I'll say 65. Wrong! Lower is rotten. Wow. <laughs> mm. I know. I, did. I was surprised by that, too, actually, as much as I've heard about this movie. I'll say 50, even. Wrong! 56 from the audience. So generally not very well liked, way lower than I expected anyway, with it being a Lucio Fulci movie. Hey, and guess what? It's directed by Lucio Fulci, if you didn't know already. Starring Christopher George, Catriona McCall, Carlo De Mejo, I'm his name. Oh, okay. Antonella Interlanghi, Giovanni Lombardo Radis, Daniela Doria, Fabrizio Jovin, and Janet Argen. Don't know if I said all those right, but I said them though. And to let you know, good old Tubi coming through for us once again. Cause yes, this movie was on Tubi. 
You said what happened? I said Tubi shall provide. Exactly. When Fire Stick, when you see that's Fire Stick used to provide, but now it's always Tubi. You can find almost anything on fucking Tubi now. It's wonderful. Tubi is the best streaming service. I don't care what nobody says. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on and get into it, Chris, because I, I I wonder, man, how the quick this is gonna be, because it's first round. I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I don't. Well, I don't got shit, but it's all right. Opening titles, Christopher. Pop off. You're in Dunwick. I don't know where this is. Do you know where Dunwick is? Dunwick. Um, it's is this made... a real place? <laughs> no, I don't. I know so. it's some, like Lovecraft shit. Hmm. Oh, and the movies that give you a hint that is is the original place of where Salem was. It's a village in England. Okay, wait, what? Oh, I guess it's dubbed. I'm gonna say, who had an English accent in this movie? Mm-hmm. Nobody, right? Uh, like one person, I think. And the kid had a Yankees jacket on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? I would have never thought. That's probably why they. That's probably why they made it seem like it's as as like the original birthplace of Salem and uh, and rather. <sighs> England. Ah, yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that at all. But there's a guy walking around in this cemetery while the credits are going. You find out that this is Father Thomas. And Father mm-hmm. Thomas apparently is done with this shit because he about to go hang himself from a noose in the cemetery off himself right during the credits. Hey, fuck this shit out of mount. Peace. Question for you because I don't know if I ever caught it. Did they ever say why he did this? Or did he do it purposely to bring zombies about? Was he with with the fuck shit for some reason? Like I don't I don't know why he did this. That's a good question. I don't know if they did actually say it unless it was more during that the part where they were trying to do what they were doing the seance part where all the girls were in a circle. There was there was like uh, evil was afoot and they were sensing him about to kill himself. Or maybe since that the evil inside of him about to emerge after he killed himself. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine, I guess, because I'm looking at the Wikipedia plot synopsis and it's not saying nothing says why he did it. I guess it's one of those things where it's like, shut up. Stop. Why the fuck are you asking these questions? You just know he died. He dead. Exactly. Well, while that's going on, it's not while that's going on. Actually, it's actually a chick named Mary is hanging out with a medium or psychic. And she's like seeing this is a vision she's having because she ends up telling the. uh, She's like mentioning like, oh, City of the Living Dead. You know, you get your movie title quick so you know what you're watching. And uh, the, hard. <laughs> in the cemetery, as at the end of her vision, she sees like a zombie. Like you don't see it, but you see the ground opening up like something's coming out of there. And I'm guessing. Uh, just, all right. I'm, I'm about to think way too much about this movie because I got more questions for you, Chris. I was like, Chris might be able to help me out. Usually you help me out with some of this shit. You pay more attention. I seen she dies, quote unquote. <laughs> From fright, she got so fucking scared that she dead, she died. And there's a character that shows up that I fully expected to get fully super power duper super murder. Like I thought he was gonna get fucking killed because it's a black investigator and he's a super asshole. He's like fucking with everybody. He's like, yo, this is bullshit. You expect me to believe that she died from seeing a vision and got scared? He's like, no, no, no. One of y'all did some shit. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. This never comes back. I expected never this to be. Come back. Yeah, I expect not the. Well, he, I knew he wouldn't be like the lead antagonist because, you know, there's supernatural shit. But I thought he would be the lead, like, human antagonist. Never seen mm-hmm. again. Or at least you, he would be an asshole for like maybe half the movie and then he'd get his brain squished or something. None of that shit happens. This make this 
whole scene could be cut out the movie and it would have just made it shorter. It would have had no other effect on the movie. Right. Oh, and I guess maybe well, you don't like you don't even need that because while the investigators are talking shit, you see a fireball appear out of nowhere and it's like spirit noises and shit. And maybe he saw that, and maybe he believed him, and that's why he didn't come back. He's a black guy. You see spooky shit. We ain't coming back. Maybe that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I did. Uh, when I first saw that that fireball in the corner, I was like, I'm pretty sure you could do that with effects. I was pretty sure that like Hulk Hogan was around the corner with that damn paper trying to throw it at Sting or Ultimate Warrior, whoever the fuck he was trying to throw that at in WCW. Or Vader, or, or Vader was coming out uh, with that with that big old uh, with that with that uh, that big like Mastodon helmet. Oh, you said with the glitter? Go, go. Oh, no, you're talking about the Shockmaster. Coming out the Shockmaster, about to go through a window. <laughs> he fell right on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling references. Shout out to Brendan and Nathan. Didn't think he'd get the Shockmaster yeah. during the Lucio Fulci movie. I didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did laugh in that scene, though, because the medium is talking to the investigator, and she like looks directly. She's looking at us. She looks right into the screen, and she says something. She gives a warning about the living dead, but it's like she's saying it to us, Chris. Like, get ready. And spooky shit, exactly. Now, Chris, I know this is your first time watching an Italian horror movie, right? Get used to random shit happening that really makes no sense. Case in point, this... Well, actually, you can even count that other scene as that, but this is the first time I'm really going to count it here because you get a random scene of some weirdo you found out his name is Bob. He's in, like, some random-ass little shack or something, and he blows up a sex doll, a little blow-up doll. Mm. But before you can see him fuck that doll... He looks down on the ground and sees what looks like a kid-sized body on the ground. It didn't look like a grown adult. It looked like a kid on the ground, but the body looked like it's been decaying and chewed on probably by rats. And it's just pink and squishy and worms are all over that motherfucker. That motherfucker dead. And he died dead. That's a, and I guess maybe this is just to set up Bob as a weirdo. That he was just going to go fuck a random sex doll in his evil dead cabin or wherever the hell he's at. But I guess, I mean, I guess he would have been weirder if he still fucked the doll with the thing on the floor next to him. I guess he's not that weird. Like, the, the kink ain't that crazy <laughs> out here. <laughs> Somebody, like, just oh, don't break it over it. It's fine. Exactly. Like, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But you introduced to a reporter character. His name is Peter. Peter. <laughs> and he basically gets ran off by a cop. They never, I mean, I guess his motivation is that he's a reporter. He wants to scoop, Chris. I need scoops. And I guess he heard about Mary. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. Going back to Peter. He just, he need that scoop. Like Mary Jane or some shit in the new Spider-Man game. Actually, have you, I just finished that game today. How far you got into it? I finished the main story. I just got to go back and do the, finish the side quest. Oh, you did it opposite. I did all the side quests and then did the main story. So I got 100% on that bitch right now. I wanted this. I wanted to get the the free the feeling of the story first, so I knew what, so I knew what I wanted to get into, and then and then I was going to start unlocking those suits as I go because I was like, these suits, some of these fire. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you now. Don't be afraid to use them skill points because I beat the entire game. I'm level sixty. Everything is upgraded, and I still got like four points I got that I can't spend on shit. So you you can ah. don't worry about it. Use them damn points. <laughs> and same with the suits. I got every fucking suit unlocked and every variant of the suits unlocked. 
and still got mad like tokens and whatever the fuck they're called that I can't even do nothing with no more. I bought everything. It's done. So use that shit. <laughs> oh, and then oh, oh, and uh, two things for you, real quick, before we get back to the movie. Get the when you get to the upgrade tree, there's an upgrade where it's like it shows all the things on the mini map, like the boxes and the crates and all that. Get that, and then second thing, get all the spider bots. I don't want to tell you why I spoil it. Get the damn spider bots, all of them. Oh, oh, I think I've actually seen spoilers online for it. Quit looking at spoilers, Chris. <laughs> no, like I, I literally was trying to avoid all spoilers, but people online are fucking vicious. Would you see that was a spoiler? I'll tell you if it's even a spoiler or not. It's a it's a Spider Verse cameo. Ah, damn it, Chris. <laughs> well, there's other stuff I in there. People online, these people online are vicious. I, I stay offline as much as possible when I'm playing them game. Well, I won't give you no spoilers for the Marvels. We did. We went to go see the Marvels. Me and Anita just did a Patreon episode on it today. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. I want to see it. I won't give no spoilers. I'll just say that we both liked it. That's all I'll say. So I reckon and it's on. It's, huh? That's what I've heard. It's like it. It's it's good, but it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. It's not the cure for Marvel fatigue. If you feel that, but it's not bad. I, mm-hmm. I, I was a slight spoiler and this ain't really spoiling the plot or nothing I'm just gonna say in my opinion in a movie called The Marvels my favorite thing about The Marvels was Nick Fury that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> The Marvels ain't bad though Anita had thoughts about one of them in particular I didn't really whatever but Nick Fury I, I, I get this Mick, Nick Fury and Ms. Marvel best parts of that movie not gonna say no more now. not gonna spoil nothing for you <laughs> you say you heard that too Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they make that movie. Don't, don't, don't go in blind. I will say though, damn, I, I won't say no details. It has probably one of the better because I will say this: don't if you're listening to this, don't sit through the credits. There is nothing at the end of the credits. There's no post credits. The mid credits though, you'll get hype. <laughs> I'll just say that they set up some shit that people been mm-hmm. wanting for a long time. I didn't expect it, and I'm not gonna say no more than that. Done now. Yeah. Okay. But um, City of the Living Dead. Back to this movie. A random bar. It's just some the bartender and like two or three. I think it's two patrons. I don't know. They're sitting in there in a the wall. The the mirror just shatters, and then a wall cracks open. Because after the mirror shatters, the bartender's like, "Yo, man, it's all good. You know, it's just an earthquake or something." And then the wall fucking shatters. And I ain't mad at them. The two bar patrons was like, "Yeah, we're leaving. Get the fuck it's out time. of here. I can I can drink somewhere else. Exactly. I can drink at home." <laughs> And so they end up banging out. It's funny, though, because one of the uh, bar patrons will talk about him a lot later, I'm sure, because he does something I did not expect. Uh, <laughs> he's actually the main villain in a movie called Final Justice, a Joe Don Baker movie that was featured. I'm pretty sure in the 10th season of Mystery Science Theater. I can't say the last season no more because there's been three since then, but the last of the original Mystery Science Theater run. I forget what episode number it is, but it's season 10, I'm pretty sure. So it was funny seeing him in this movie. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. You son of a... Somebody got that reference. I just did. They don't know what I'm talking about. Um, there's a girl we're introduced to. Her name is... Sharon? Sandra. I'm going to say Sharon. Sandra. I'm pretty sure it's who this girl was. And she's in the middle of a therapy session with Dr. Gary. I think that was him. Was that Dr. Gary, Chris? What did we... Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Dr. I never got his name. He was, the guy, that, he was the guy at the end, right? It was that same dude. Yeah, his, okay. name was, his name was Jerry. Sorry, not Gary. Jerry. Dr. Jerry, that was what it was. But it was spelled with a G, so I had the subtitles on. So Jerry. 
sitting there talking to the patient and I was bugged, but I had, huh? Jerry. Jerry. And I was bugged. (laughs) I had to write a note down because she's talking about, you know, how men suck. Basically men ain't shit. And that's where all my problems come from is men. And he, she says, I had to write this line down. She says, and I quote at eight, at eight years old, I wanted to marry my father. I was like, whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I did not expect that. And she explains it because she's like, well, you know, all girls at eight years old want to marry their father. And that's a question normally if Anita was right here, I would ask her. But I, that's a weird one. I don't even know if I want to ask that one. But <laughs> that's a weird fucking thing to tell your therapist. But hey, you know, it's supposed to be a private session. I'm not even supposed to know about this shit. So yeah. as the uh, camera would say, what in the roll tide? <laughs> roll tide. Well, camera's probably not happy right now because Michigan State just got their asshole blown out by Ohio State as we record this. So I think it was like 33 to 3 or some shit like that. Oh, that was the score. I heard the score at work, but I was wondering who who's on what side on that one. I I wanted to look into it tomorrow once it was over. Don't mention it to Cameron. He's probably mad right now. If he's listening to this, he's probably mad all over again. <laughs> this would be the week after that, or whatever. No, it'd be the week after that. Whatever, you know what I mean. It's a while <laughs> from that. <laughs> and he even and that's how you know it's bad, Chris. He went to the house, he went to the stadium. He's at the horseshoe watching it. So he saw that shit live. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> disgrace. That's probably he's definitely probably yelling disgrace and for shame right now. For shame. <laughs> uh, but for shame here because at, in the middle of this therapy session, another girl walks in. You find out her name is Zim- Emily. Walks in. Shout out to what they thinking, and she just like completely takes over my girl's session. Like hopefully my man stopped the timer or gave her an extra 10 minutes after this. Cause she comes up in there and she gives a little bit of exposition about the town they live in. She's like, well, you know about our ancestors here. They were witch burners going along with what Chris said about, you know, the Salem shit. What was it about Salem? It's like the town was like built over top Salem or what the fuck was this? Yeah. I think so basically, basically the town was built over top of Salem, Massachusetts. And this is, and it's cursed because this is where they, they were doing witch trials, I guess. Wait, Salem, Massachusetts. But I thought it said Dunwick was in England. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I'm talking about. Hold that's on. what I'm talking about. They said that this was original. It was original spot of Salem in the in the movie. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to question this no more. Fuck it. All right, Dunwick. Yeah, I'm like that. That made my brain hurt too. I'm like, as soon as you said Dunwick was in England, I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Maybe Duh. maybe it's just Dun- maybe it's Dunwick, Massachusetts. Maybe they changed it from Salem to Dunwick. I don't know. I haven't actually read a lot of Lovecraft, so maybe, I don't know. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, but after she finally leaves the room and lets her get back to her session, she still can't get back to her session because a random shit cat jumps on her and scratches the fuck out of her hand. Like, super gash is going across. Like, that little vein on top of the hand definitely got cut because that shit was deep. It's scratchy, scratchy. This is why cats are evil. Cat scratch fever, Chris, is what she got right now. Mm-hmm. The, um, I wrote my notes as detective. It's not a detective. It's a reporter, dumbass. But reporter is at the uh, cemetery, and you see two of the little excavator dudes. They're actually excavating a body out the ground, but they're sitting there eating their sandwiches on top of it because they not phased by this shit. We see dead bodies every day, B. I got to ask a question here. I know I just said I'm not going to do it no more. We got to talk about this shit, Chris, because Mary is getting buried, and I knew it was coming. I knew she was going to wake up inside the casket because... The excavators or grave diggers, wherever the fuck they are, they're supposed to bury the body. But then they're like, hey, you know, union hours, that shit will be there when we get back. I don't know if they were on a lunch or going home. I don't know which one it was. But it looked lunch because they probably related. They probably uh, descended from that first guy from uh, Friday the 13th. We just watched last week. Oh, part four, the final chapter. That's right. Uh, 
<laughs> that must be what it is because they bang out. And the reporter, uh, Peter, is still sticking around. But Mary done woke back up and she's not a zombie like I thought she would be. I thought she was going to be like the first like zombie psycho killer, whatever the fuck. But she's like almost on some Kill Bill shit. She's trying to bust through the casket, but she ain't got the motherfucking pie may skills to get about that shit. So she just start yelling. And then your boy, what's up? She probably got the, she could say she probably got the full embalming treatment. So she, her body's probably a rigor mortis and shit. Leading to my question, Chris, how the fuck, how the fuck is she alive in this movie? Because if she was getting buried, she went through that whole process of getting the blood drained, motherfucking embalming fluid all up in that shit. You know, usually they do the, the fucking what Y cut and they cut the back. Like you're fucked up after you get that shit ready. Like the top you look good in that casket, but if you look under there, there's nothing but staples and stitches and all kind of fuckery going on. How the fuck <laughs> is she still alive doing all of this after that? All I gotta say is cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm 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 doing exactly what I told you not to do. I'm thinking and asking questions. I'm, I shouldn't be doing these two things during a Lucio Fulci movie. But really, how the fuck did she? <laughs> that bothered me the entire movie because the whole movie, every time they showed her, I thought about that. What's up? I would say they started doing autopsies and shit hardcore like around this time. The, maybe this was right before they started doing that shit, Chris. I don't know. Maybe they skipped everything and just threw her ass in that casket. I don't know, but motherfucker, she should be embalmed all to hell. There should be ooze coming out of her and nobody else. But there will be ooze coming out of her later. We'll talk about it. But that was probably the biggest thing. It was, it was hard to it was hard to give it that mulligan. It was like, man, come on. <laughs> but then on top of that shit. Girly screaming, trying to get help to get up out of there. Your man Peter grabs a pickaxe and damn near finishes the job itself multiple times. Pretty much. I, I looked at him and was like, Woo, dude, dude. And she was she was two like two meters to the left or the right. It would have gone through her head. Right through the eye socket, pretty much. That orbital bone would have been penetrada. It would have been all bad. Now, I'm the whole time thinking, like, there's got to be a different way. Like, if you hear somebody screaming, then why the fuck would you put a pickaxe through it, bro? It's like, what the fuck is going on, man? This whole entire scene is just like, what the fuck is this? But again, I'm thinking too much. I did. And like, you could have easily just used the pickaxe as like a pry instead of just something. Get a goddamn shovel and just like, I don't know. Maybe I guess you're just panicking. You're like, oh, that person's dying. Because oh, she was dying. You can see she was yelling, yeah. so she was running out of breath. So maybe he just panicked. He just trying to get some air in there. But even at worst, after that first one, you got it's ventilated. It's air getting in that bitch now. Like you don't have to keep pickaxing it. Or even if you just did it once and you luckily didn't hit anything, then you just you make that hole bigger. Like put the axe in, like kind of do the hammer back of the hammer motion or something. I don't know something other than making fucking almost dangerous attempts to put that shit through somebody's eye, bro. <laughs> He had to um he had a channel his center inner here's Johnny. You know what? I'm pretty sure that movie came out the same motherfucking year, if I remember right. Was it 79 or 80 for the Let's find out, shall we? The Shinning. When did that come out? Nineteen eighty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Same year. All right. Way better movie. Um, that's not a spoiler. But you know what though? I before I can like fry my brain asking all these questions. Tubi comes through for your bands and I give me a nice little ad break. Much needed because my fucking steam coming out here is asking all these damn questions during the movie. How you feeling so far at this first ad break? How you feeling in there? I was barely paying attention. Damn. Well, 
Mary, she's out of the casket now. Wants to add break. Mary. Mary's out of the casket, and Peter took her to go see that medium, and she's telling them about the city of the living dead, and they say something about all. Basically, just to get it out the way now, they have to stop the evil by before All Saints Day, or else shit's gonna go crazy, and we're gonna get a Boondock Saints sequel. There's a reference, but uh, <laughs> but that's the that's the main thrust of it. Basically, just to say this now. The whole plot of this movie is that that father that killed himself in the beginning somehow opened the gates of hell. And to close them gates, we need to kill that motherfucker. And it would be best if we did it before All Saints Day. Because if that day comes and he ain't dead yet, it's about to get real wild out here in these streets. Spoiler, it's going to get real wild out here in these streets. Don't worry about it. Wow. I just probably killed like two lines of notes by telling y'all that right now. So, Bob, the little dude that was going to fuck that sex doll earlier, he runs... Is this his crib? Where the fuck was this at? Because the girl, Emily, Emily is about to run up on him. And she's like, yo, you good? What's going on? And then I did laugh. I cannot lie. He hears a noise. He looks around and he pushes her the fuck down and takes off running out of that damn room. And the girl is even like, don't leave me. I'm scared. And she trips. Um, I could have sworn they were in in a car. He he just banged out that car and ran. Was that? Uh, I, I know he's in a car later when that scene comes. We got a lot to talk about in that scene. Too. Oh, okay. But that's later, though. Sa- again, but like I said, the same shit happens. Just random shit. But no, this girl ends up getting pie-faced pretty much because Father Thomas is a zombie. And you don't really see him kill her. Well, I, no, you you find out later he she died by fright is what they, they say later. But from what we see, he pie-faced her. He had a handful of dirt and worms and probably guts or some shit and he just puts he rubs it all in her fucking face and you cut away mm-hmm. yeah this i'm wondering if it's like like uh if you remember uh grindhouse planet terror remember there was the zombies there the one zombie had i think that was who's that josh brolin up against the wall and he popped his zit and like mashed it in his face and that's how he ended up becoming a zombie larry she basically did that to her yeah that's always a, the worst way to go out like, in the in a where like a, as if a, a zombie invasion, a, a bitch ass way where some you either get like one scratch or like some some explodes on you like a pip, a zit explodes on you and then you end up turning slowly. That's the worst way to go. That's always a weird thing with like zombie movies and shit like that. Is that like especially like the splatter ones? Like well, the Evil Dead I guess is different because that was like possessions and shit. It wasn't really like zombies, but like Brain Dead. The motherfucking or uh, Dead Alive, whichever version you want to call it. The Thomas, not Thomas. Fuck. What's the fucker's name that did the goddamn Lord of the Rings movies? Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. I don't know why the fuck I was about to say Thomas Jane. I'm all over the place today. But the Peter Jackson movie. Remember that movie was like all zombies. Peter. And he that movie, that blood is flying everywhere. You know he was screaming. You know some of that shit got in his mouth. But, you know, that shit don't work. Apparently, it's got to be bites, I guess. Because there's so many movies where zombies is like bleeding everywhere and their mouth is open. Like literally his zombie mom and some random dude fucked and gave birth to a zombie baby. That's true. We got to watch that, man. <laughs> I own that movie. That that was that, that <laughs> scarred me for a second watching that fucking scene where she gave birth to a fucking zombie baby. In a movie that has shit like that, that you're talking about, the thing that grossed me out the most was girl eating the ear in the tapioca pudding. Blah. Exactly, like I'm saying, like zombies fucking and making kids. I don't nothing. That's no, what. That's nothing. A fucking zombie ear and some tapioca. Now nah, that got me. What does that say about me? It says I don't like ears in my tapioca, motherfucker. That's what that means. <laughs> 
Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, all that just to say, yeah, he runs off and leaves his girl to get pie faced by zombies. You don't like to hear your pudding. <laughs> what happened? I said you don't like to hear your pudding. I don't like to hear him. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, there's a. Oh, okay. This is actually probably. Yeah. No. Fuck it. It is. This is my favorite scene. In this whole entire fucking movie. There's a couple just making out in the car like it's Manos or something, and mm-hmm. Father Thomas runs up on them, and the girl. I guess. I, I don't know how this power works. I guess they just like lock eyes with you and you can't look away. Or they immediately just got control over you because the girl, I love the effect too. Like I said, the, that's why I love this the effects and everything. This scene are great. The effects are good. She starts crying blood. And it's not like the, you know, the oh, the painted on blood or something on the eye, or or you get visibly tell it's coming from like the hair or something. It's like, no, I don't know how they did it unless it's like a patch over top their bottom actual eyelid and it's like smoothed out to where you can't notice the crease or something. I don't know. But it's like the blood is actually pumping from under her fucking eye. I love how they did that. I don't know how they did that exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a, some movie magic right there. I, you don't know how they did that. Real one. shit. Actually, honestly, I don't even want to know. It's like, don't even tell me. because I, I like just not even knowing. I like being just wondering. But yeah, she starts, blood just starts flowing. And like I said, it's not even little drops. It is flowing the fuck out of her bottom of her eye. I know that she got to be driving her crazy, not blinking. <laughs> huh? I, I, I was calling those scenes just basically just... Uh, lobotomies that's all he was doing basically just lobotomizing their brain no 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 this one is not just lobotomy because he fries them eyes but then she legit starts throwing up all of her fucking insides because at first i was wondering like oh she's you know it's just like you know random gore coming out but then as it starts falling more and more out of her mouth i'm like oh no that's intestines and then what i assume is her fucking kidney oh what is it that's what i said that's what i was looking at too i was like Oh no, he got to the point where she lost all control of her bowels. Legit. All, the, all control of her <laughs> That that them intestine, that colon, that kidney, that liver, all that shit is coming out of her legit just flowing out of her fucking mouth. And the boyfriend is so stunned, he can't even move. He just stuck there. And he's I, over there about there. Oh. Yeah, and I can't remember. Don't he get his head crushed? Uh she gra- I think she grabs the back of his head, yeah, just like crushes it. And this is the first of many. They love this effect. Because I think like three or four people all die from getting the back of their head crunched open. Like they legit just grab it like they're grabbing hair and they just squish down into a fist and they just rip their fucking brains out. Or not even rip their brains out. They just rip that, that part of their skull off and then the brains just ooze and you know fall out. It's a nice effect, but it got played out because like we've seen this like three times now. But this is the first time. So I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the first time you see this, like, woof, because it's got the crunching sound effect and everything. Like, Anita would have ran out of the fuck. Well, I mean, she would have ran out of the room before that. But, like, definitely seeing that would have been like, oh, no, it's a wrap. Way too much blood and gore. You're done now. Hey, Anita, there's a scene in this movie where the zombies make a girl throw up all of her intestines out of her mouth. Would you have left the room at that point? <laughs> she just shook her head, yes. But, yeah, after that happens, they end up finding uh, Emily's dead body at that apartment or where the fuck it was at. The one she that got pie-faced, they found her body. And they immediately suspect that Bob did it because I guess Bob done did some shady shit. They kind of allude that Bob is slightly or like a, a rapist or some shit at some point. They say, oh, you remember what he, he did to little Billy Joe or some shit like that. So it's like they look like they was looking for any reason to get Bob's ass. They immediately like, oh, it must be Bob. Should have ran into Twin Peaks, motherfucker. Ha, somebody got that reference. But, uh, uh no, there. <laughs> Oh yes, he can fix. But uh, 
Uh, but yeah, because Bob is actually getting fucked with by uh, Father Thomas too. He's like seeing visions of him, like he see him swinging from that noose, and he's just running away from it. He actually ends up running. So he just goes to some random house and gets sleeps in the back of somebody's car. I guess you know, just get in where you fit in. I guess we'll talk more about that later. Because like I said, didn't expect that scene to go down the way it did. Back at um, the mortuary, there's a mortician there. They got um. Emily's body and some old woman. I forget what her name was. It was Mrs. Something. Did I write that shit down somewhere? Mrs. Holden. Oh, I did write it down. Hell yeah. And the mortician is being shady. He's snatching necklaces. He snatches a necklace off of Emily. But then when he goes to snatch that necklace off Miss Holden, he gets his thumb bit off. Like just all of it gone. And you never see him again. So you got to assume that he dead, he died. He can't hitchhike anymore if he is alive. Yes, sir. He got the other good hand, I guess. He's gonna have to do it from the other direction. You can only go one way. <laughs> If you come or just hold up the George Carlin sign from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Either way works. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only written the unwritten rule of the road. That's Only right. thing that gets you either ass, grass, or cash. Hey, you know what? Right into an ad break, Chris. We get another good old Tubi ad break. Good mm-hmm. moment to stretch and relax. Um, don't want to say that now. No, I'm gonna save that. So let's keep on going. There's a kid. It's actually, I w- I'm assuming this is Emily's little brother. Never, I think his name was like John John, but I just wrote kid in my notes. And he actually yeah, sees his sister. He sees the zombie Emily outside of his fucking window and rightfully runs to his parents. And it's like, uh, yeah, I see Emily. She's outside. She's going to get me. And they're like, they just think he bugged out because he just saw his sister at a funeral and shit. But it's like, no, she's actually outside. Dead people. He see dead people about 16 years before that motherfucker did. The girl from the therapist's office actually calls Dr. Jerry over because I guess they're actually a couple now or something. Is there? Is that what? No, or, I don't know. Maybe they're not. I thought they were kind of hinting mm. that they were because there's a scene later. But maybe he just loves his patient that much that I don't know. I'm not going to spoil that part. But he ends up going over to her house and you find out she called him because Mrs. Holden, that old lady, her body is in the kit in the kitchen on the floor. How? Nobody knows. And they start seeing all kind of weird shit like the windows explode. Like it's the Resident Evil and the glass shards all somehow nice, neatly flow and hit the wall and it makes the wall start bleeding. Shit's crazy out here in these streets, Chris. And you the know, wa- walls. Uh, oh, let me not make that. I was going to say, oh. the walls on its top. Uh, I thought you were going to say, to the window, to the wall, to the, wall. To the blood drip down them wall. <laughs> and that went right into another ad break. I noticed Tubi, when we do like Maverick movies, they don't show this many ads. This movie had ads like a motherfucker, it seemed like. And maybe just because this movie's so old, it then they don't think it's gonna make any money, so they put some money to it. It is weird though. I'm like, I was to the point where it's like it became noticeable. Like, man, they're really showing a lot of ads, bro. <laughs> I'm not used to them this many. After that ad break, okay, we got to talk about this now. Cause this is another scene where I had a lot of questions that never will get answered. I don't was he there? I don't know. We'll, I, we'll find out. I got questions. But Bob is sleep, he wakes up in the back of that car. And some young chick that we've never seen before comes out there and is like, yo, what are you doing in my dad's car? He's going to kill you if he finds, if he finds you here. He don't know yet how true that's going to be. Because the dad comes out there, and this is the guy, like I said, from Final Justice, that Mystery Science Theory movie, runs the girl off. And like I said, he was one of them dudes that was instantly like, oh, it must be Bob. It must be that motherfucker. We got to get him. And so he has, I don't know what these is called because I don't fuck with power tools. But in his garage, he has like something out of a shop class. It's like a big ass drill. But it's not power. Yeah. yeah, it's like power, but it's, it's not pointing like downward. It's pointing like horizontally. Maybe he just didn't have it tilted the other way. I don't know. But he got he slams home. It's what uh, uh, wood uh, would make it uh, wood uh, shaping drills. I've seen those uh, before. And like 
Okay, so yeah, you know more than me. Then I ain't know what the fuck it was. Like, like shop classes and shit. Yeah, it, was, like, it looked like something from a shop class. But he slams homeboy head on that bitch, and he's like, like forcing his head toward the drill. And I'm thinking at some point, like, oh, you know, the girl gonna be like, Dad, stop! What are you doing? Or, or maybe like the reporter and Mary might come in there and be like, what are you doing? But no, he jams his motherfucker's head through that drill. Bro. I did not expect that. I honestly thought the tables would turn and he'd get his head slammed through the drill. Yeah, I'm but, like, something. Like, maybe a zombie would have came and, like, grabbed him and ripped his brain in the back of his head or something. But, like, no, he legit puts this bastard's head through this drill. And you see it. Another good effect. It goes through one side. You see it break the skin and go in and you see it come out the other end. So, he, and he's not dead immediately. He's, like, sitting there. You see his mouth, like, twitching like he's dying with a fucking drill bit. It went through his jaw and not not actually probably That's probably right. Them, but he just bled out more than anything. That's right. He did. I forgot he didn't go through the brain. It actually went through like, yeah, the upper jaw. So yeah, mm-hmm. very, very painful way to die. <laughs> I don't even know what would kill you in that instance. Would it be blood loss? Would it be like... Yeah, he probably just bled out or or I don't think he... he if he went through, through and through the jaw, it might not have severed the brain stem. So... Yeah. He might have just bled out. Maybe like bleed out or like heart attack from like fear, I guess, or some shit. Like, I don't know how the fuck that would keep you. He, he died, though, because you see him as a zombie later. That's a fucked up way to go out. And there's never no. I mean, that's the thing. Just to jump ahead, because I got to ask you now before I forget. The bar tender and the bar patrons are all going to die later on. Was this guy in that bar at the end? I don't mm. remember seeing him there don't remember so he basically gets no repercussions for this then (laughs) Mm -hmm. because dude is technically innocent like he's not guilty of anything they just immediately blamed him for it so he died for no reason (laughs) pretty much that shit was crazy like i said i did i give him full cheek i did not expect that that was caught me super off guard so yeah he's dead and uh bob is dead and um, Sandra, Peter, Jerry, and Mary. Yes, I got all them motherfucking names. That was almost bars too. They're all they all done linked up now, and they're sitting in the crib. I guess getting over to going over their game plan, and fucking maggots out of nowhere. Lots and lots of maggots flying through the window, and they're real folks. Like they're crawling around, like they're on. They got them on everybody's face, and they're crawling on their cheeks and everything. Um, I think what Sandra even throws up. It looks like at one point. I thought she was throwing up her guts at one point for a second, but it was just a regular throw up. But yeah. that, that got me too. I was just like, oh, the maggots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was wild. It was a, it was a lot. Like the floor was moving. It was so many on the floor, and I guess Peter or whoever the fuck deals with animals and shit don't care about maggots because they were squishing them like a motherfucker stepping on them and shit. Oh, this was in nineteen eighty. This is probably before Peter became a thing. This is also Italy too. I forgot. I don't know if it's like that out there either. That might just be an American thing for all I know. Yeah. And now, uh, yeah, they're all over the phones and everything. Cause your boy Jerry got to brush them off the phone so he can answer it. Because the kid calls, and the kid is like, "Yo, Emily came and she killed my mom and dad. She ate. She's eating them or something like that." You don't actually see it though, because it just pans up from the kid, and you just see a bunch of blood like leaking down from the ceiling. Assuming they got murdered upstairs and they're getting eaten as they speak. And then you go into another little Tubi ad break. Are these ads in the same place for you, too, Chris? Um, from what you I- remember. I think so. That ad, I think, was in the same place. Okay. I'm just curious because I know it's different out here, but the kid ends up now, they go and swoop the kid. He's hanging out with them now, 
and they leave him with Sandra while they go to do their thing. But then Sandra don't survive very long because Emily comes and squishes the back of her fucking head. Her brain is gone now. And so the kid runs off on his own. He's like, well, fuck. I was confused at first because I will admit by this point I was kind of zoned and I didn't even see exactly what was happening. So I was wondering, like, where the fuck are you know, Mary and them? I guess they weren't there. So that's why he runs off on his own. And he actually ends up running into Bob. out Because he's, like, standing on top of a fence. And he just jumps down and lands right in front of him. And then he just leaves. He, like, gets away from it easily. But then Emily starts chasing him. And this is another questionable moment here. Is I was curious about Chris. Because Emily is right there. Mm-hmm. He can kill all y'all motherfuckers. The kid, he tells Jerry, pops up out of nowhere and tells the kid, like, yo, go with the cops. Or go wherever. You know, you'll be fine. And then him and Emily have a stare down. And he doesn't do the, the bleed eyes. Oh, I guess maybe only Father Thomas does the bleeding eyes and coughing up guts and shit. But she just leaves. She don't even fuck with Jerry. She just bangs out. I was like, oh. I was expecting like a fight or like Jerry to die here. Like, no, she just leaves. And it's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess Bob is still kind of alive. I don't know what the f- I have no fucking idea what's happening in most of this movie, dog. All I know, Chris, is that Mary... They're at the, they go to the cemetery, I think. Yeah, yeah, because they're, look, they're looking for Thomas's grave. Like I said, they got to kill him at his grave or whatever to stop this shit. But she's like, oh, shit. It's All Saints Day. Get ready, motherfuckers. And this is what I was talking about earlier. The zombies pop up all over the place. They're popping up at that bar we talked about. And you don't actually see it, but they kill the bar patrons. There's a cut back to it later where they're all like dead on the ground and shit. You don't actually get to see that. I mean, while this is going on, they actually end up do finding Thomas's grave walking around and shit. And I did laugh because when they opened it or they put a hole in it or whatever, a fucking rat jumps out and just like bangs on like Mary's chest, starts like trying to bite her and everything. But it was like the fakest looking rat. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, it's uh, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Exactly. Some Ghostbusters. They look like the real Ghostbusters rat. The cartoon. That's what that shit look like. <laughs> but I was shocked, Chris. It got me again. I, like I said, I didn't expect this either. Because I thought your boy Peter was the motherfucking main <laughs> character. Peter ends up getting murdered by Zombie Sandra. Zombie Sandra comes and gets him from behind. And again, like we said earlier, it's like third or fourth time now she cracks his fucking skull from behind and has his brains oozing out. I did not expect that. Well, did you see that coming? Like I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't expect that because I was like, I thought he was gonna save the day. He's been the main character the whole damn movie. <laughs> but I think Fulci did something like this in the Beyond too, where like the main. Well, that movie. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. You've never seen it, but that movie doesn't have a great ending either. So maybe that's just his thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. But Jerry ends up saving Mary though because he ends up stabbing Sandra because Sandra's doing the thing. Oh no. It ain't just Father Thomas because Sandra's doing it to her now. I forgot. She's got her doing the eye bleeding thing. But before her, you know, her intestines and shit start coming out of her mouth, Jerry stabs her in the stomach and kills her. And this is why I was wondering if they were maybe like a love romantic interest or some shit because he hesitates super hard. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Fucking stab her, dog. Like, do something. Yeah. Like, he's just standing there and he finally does do it and kills her or stops her. I don't know if she died or not. But yeah, he saves uh, Mary that way. And then they end up running into Father Thomas, Chris. And rather easily, also didn't expect how easy this would be. How did they stop him? They just stab him or something? They just stab him or something. Exactly how Chris said it is exactly how, like, wet fart it was. <laughs> Stabbed him in the fucking stomach with a, a fucking, uh, what was it, the crucifix or a cross or whatever. And he just, yeah, he just, he catches on fire. Everybody else catches on fire. They all disintegrate. They're all dead. Jerry and Mary Oh, that was Barthes, right? They are able to escape. 
And okay, this is probably this is up there now with the with the embalming question for you. What the fuck happened at the end of this movie, Chris? I have no idea what this ending is. I got no fucking clue. I was trying to I was trying to ascertain that thing itself because uh, we get the clip of uh, the kids running toward Stan. He's he's yelling Jerry, Jerry, whatever their names mm-hmm. are. Just they're they're all happy and stuff, and then she starts screaming like no. Like what is? Are they zombies behind him or what? That's what because, like Chris said, they see the kid and he's all happy, and they're all happy. He's running toward them, but just randomly for no reason. I, th- I don't even think they show her on screen when she starts saying no. She starts yelling no, and then the movie fucking freeze frames on the kid, and then you get a fucking I don't even know how other way to describe it's probably because I just played Spider Man too, but it looks like a fucking Venom symbiote takes over the fucking screen or something. Like I don't know how else to describe that. You'd have to see it. You know what I'm talking about? And then it just ends. And so, like Chris said, I rewound it because I'm like, okay, there's two cops in the background, but their fucking faces aren't on screen. So I'm like, was there a shot where maybe they flashed to it I missed and you see zombies like face on the cops? And it's like, no. All right. So rewound it again. And I'm not joking. I really did this multiple times. I rewound it again. And I looked at the kid this time and I was like, okay, the kid looks normal. And I was like, maybe at the freeze frame, there was something that it froze on real quick. Nothing. So I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think they have had reddish eyes. I could barely tell, but I didn't notice because um I I did not rewound it again, and I was like looking at Jerry and Mary. I'm like, man, was there something in the background walking toward them that they didn't notice at the last minute, and then they saw it, and they told the kid Noah's and stopped coming toward us. Didn't see nothing. I don't know what the fuck happened at the end of this movie. It just fucking ended. So let's look through. I didn't I didn't want to look this up because I wanted to ask you first, but I'm gonna have to look this up on Wikipedia because like, what the fuck happened? All right, last paragraph. That's a long paragraph. I'm going to just read the whole thing. I'm going to start from here. Sandra suddenly appears as a zombie and kills Peter before being killed by Jerry, who impels her with a metal spike. We talked about that. Okay, so it was just a regular-ass spike. Mary and Jerry continue until they face Father Thomas, commanding an army of the undead. Before he can kill Mary, Jerry grabs a wooden cross and disembowels Father Thomas. I guess they did show guts and shit. I forgot about that. The priest and the other revived corpses burst into flames and disappear. Okay, here we go. Mary and Jerry exit from Father Thomas's tomb into the graveyard in the morning to see John John and the police. Mary is relieved to see John John survive the ordeal, but becomes frightened and screams as everything fades to black. There's no fucking explanation for it either. <laughs> wow. So I guess we're to assume, I guess it's open for interpretation, I guess. I'm about to type this into Google. What happened at the end of City of the Living? I, I want to know something. He's like, Joe, you want to know? I want to know. It's like, I can't even sing it because I'm so serious. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> He's like, what happened? All right, let me let me see. Because it's actually a lot of fucking questions about it, too. Okay, somebody actually said they, they did a whole discussion about this in 2020. Okay. All right, so they look concerned. We see John John running toward the camera, still happy, but we hear the survivor screaming. The shot freezing is cracked with black lines that expand to fill the screen. The end. What happened? It is widely claimed that the original footage shot was destroyed. That may be true, but it isn't necessarily. What we do know is that Fulci decided for whatever reason that he couldn't use the ending that was shot. That makes sense. Yikes. So clearly, whatever the original ending was, it had to include something that Mary and Jerry saw and recast a happy ending. It appeared whatever. There isn't a lot to work with here, though. There, 
Okay, so he just giving his opinions on what it could be. So he said, one, zombies could have appeared from the forest, like I was saying, maybe someone's behind them. Two, the police who brought John John to the tomb could be zombies, like you were saying might happen. Or three, the fucking kid himself, like I thought just might be a zombie, his damn self. What most people say about the ending as it stands is that we were supposed to believe that the kid is a zombie. Um, I guess this is a spoiler for the beyond, Chris. Um, it says when Mary and Jerry kill Father Thomas, all the zombies burst into flames. If there are zombies outside the tomb, are they really back in the normal world? Based on the ending of the beyond, it would seem that the appearance of zombies means that they are rather in hell itself. So they saved the world, but imprisoned themselves into hell in the process. The other possibility is that they simply defeated Father Thomas and his minions, but the gates of hell are still open. But in that case, what are the characters doing for the previous hour and a half? Man. Cause that's what I'm saying. If this, if the ending really is that the kid is a zombie, the cops are zombies, or there's zombies behind the two heroes, this was such a waste of fucking time, basically. <laughs> Cause that means they didn't do anything. Not a damn thing. Um, he says, does the ending matter? To be honest, I'd rather the film just end with the death of Father Thomas. Me too. As I mentioned before, City of the Living Dead is a more of a cinematic nightmare than anything else. It has it has plot and character, but the plot point is to horrify the viewer. It says the epilogue deprives the viewer of a satisfying ending. It sure did. So instead of reflecting on the masterpiece that you just saw, you spent a bunch of time trying to figure out what you were supposed to take away from the ending. He's saying exactly what the fuck we're doing, Chris. He called, he nailed it. <laughs> instead of talking about everything else, we're talking about this fucking ending. I'm going to pretend the epilogue doesn't exist in that marriage. I'll be standing in front of the tomb, whatever. So there is no fucking ending, basically, to this movie. <laughs> it just, like he said, it's either they lost the footage or old boy didn't like the ending and he just said, fuck it and cut it out, which is not mm-hmm. great. So, yeah, no, the ending sucks. It sucks hard. But does the movie suck? Well, we're going to play our promo first. And then we'll be right back to tell you about what we thought about City of the Living Dead, a.k.a. The Gates of Hell, a.k.a. Brent can't talk today for some reason. I'll be right back. Okay, Morgan, we're going. What's the promo? Hurry. People have to listen. Hey, Mike. Hey, Morgan. What should we watch? I don't know. Something good? I don't think so. I think we should watch something terrible. Why? What could we possibly gain from watching bad television? I don't know. Maybe humor? Maybe some insight? Maybe we'll gather some infinite... Infinite knowledge? Holy smokes! Let's do it right now! Uh, Maybe we should just tune into Bad Reception with Mike and Morgan. Well, we love you. Listen to our show. (laughs) Love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Again, Mike Streeter and Morgan, they got that claw face movie. Whenever it's out, we will we gonna watch it. I don't know if they'll let us talk about it. <laughs> we gonna watch it, though. I don't care. But yeah, man, City of the Living Dead. This is this is Mike's Patreon pick. Chris, what did you think about this shit? So um the points I will give it. Uh oh, that's not a good start. <laughs> the kills are actually not bad. They're gory as hell, but they actually are good. That's a Fulci thing. Uh, you can always get that with Fulci movies. That's one thing about them. And there were points in here where somebody zigged instead of zag, where they zigged instead of zag. Like nobody, there, there things happened we wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. Very true. And uh, the other than that, it was kind of. It's kind of boring. Mm, that B word. Yeah, like I, I, I literally went and zoned out, and did other stuff while this was playing. So on that note, my criteria is if you, if your movie's semi competent, you get a three. But mm. if there are, if there are things I like to it, yeah, you get bumped up by those points. It's a five for me. Five. I didn't think it was actually gonna be that high. I thought the way you sounded. <laughs> so better than Megan. I mean, the 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 kills were better to me. Damn. 
think that gives it that that it only gives it that much more of a point. It's like literally right there. So five, I mean five makes sense though. Like I said, if you didn't care for the plotter number, the the cook kills, you got like there's a good half and half balance. I guess you're here for the kills, not for the movie for itself. Okay, I can see that. I didn't like it as much as you. This shit was boring, man. There's, that's why I yeah. said there's points where I was like, I was hoping you'd be able to help me out because man, it was I it wasn't even me like looking at my phone. It was legit times where I would like just stare away from the TV and I would just be zoned in my own head and I would just have to shake out like, oh shit, I'm gonna be watching the movie, bro. Like <laughs> I had this to my head while some of this shit was playing. Chris is holding up a Nintendo DS or 3DS, which one is it? 3DS. 3DS. I thought it looked bigger. Yeah, he's well, that's what he was holding up for the listeners that can't see this shit. But yeah, no, I, I mean legit, I ain't gonna lie, there was points where there was one point where I was looking at all the, because you know, I make the little episode pictures for everything. I just downloaded the cover and the picture and everything for the movie while I was looking for this and the Marvels. I'm like, we can just download them pictures while I'm thinking about it. I was going to make the actual picture. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch the movie. I'm not going to do all that. I will download the pictures though. But no, man, I I, I was going to say this earlier, but I was like, I'm not going to say because it's going to spoil my review. But I checked the timer three times. I kept a timer check for this movie. It was three times. <laughs> I had to look up and be like, man, how much longer is this? Um, but for the movie itself, though, like Chris said, the gore, man, with Fulci is, is the, the gore is there. Like we've only done one other Fulci movie on the podcast. Me and uh, PJ watched Zombie, aka Zombie Two, and I gave that a seven because like, it was that movie was genuinely entertaining. And the gore in that one, Chris, if you like the gore here, you, Joe Bob did an episode on Zombie, so mm, and I, I think, think I may have pieces of zombie actually yeah it's it's worth it you get to see a zombie fight a shark in that movie <laughs> and take a bite. he bites the shark so he, revenge and then there's that scene where the girl the zombie like she's hiding behind the door and the zombie bursts his arms through the door and he like pulls her in and there's like a big ass wood splinter like this thick and he slowly pushes her eye through and you see it pierce the eyeball and all that shit i think i see that kill in a top 10 list it's a great one man and then there's, of course, the iconic shot with the zombie coming out of the ground because it's even the shot that's on the movie poster. And then he bites the girl, and then you see all the like the flesh rip off in there. It's zombies good. Like I said, I gave it a seven. And if you want to check it out with Joe Bobby, he did do it. I'm pretty sure he did a Fochi double feature. And Fabio Fritzi, the dude that did the music for this movie, I think he did the music for that too. He's actually there come doing music live on the show too. It's a good episode. But I was going to say, he also did a movie called The Beyond, which is the second movie in this trilogy of movies, this Gates of Hell trilogy. I watched that one. I ended up giving it a five. I love the ending of that movie. I love the kills. In that movie. I, the ending is great. And the kills are great. But it was a similar thing with this one. It's just like the plot, man. Just like random shit happening. But, like you you got to ask what the fuck is going on. That uh, end in your movie. Yeah. Th- and I, I don't remember asking that question as much as with this movie. So I could say of the three Fulci movies I've seen, this is definitely the weakest one. I, I was going to get this a four. And it was a struggle. It was almost a three, but I gave it a four for some of them kills. It was in between that uh, for me, uh, but like I said, those I, I give it. I gave it the point for the two things I actually like. I gave it both. Yeah, nah, I was the kills is cool, and like the plot isn't like the worst. It's just it's stupid. It's a stupid fucking movie, but mm-hmm. it has like good kills. It has good atmosphere. Like it definitely, it feels like you're watching like a nightmare play out on screen type thing, but it's just the plot is so fucking stupid to where it's like, and normally, you know how I love movies that are dumb. Like I ain't going to front on it. Like my favorite Marvel movie is Punisher Warzone. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Yeah. And that's a dumb yeah. fucking movie, but it's a great movie. This is it's like dumb. Movie, it's, 
Say that again. I said it's a dumb fucking move, but it's amazing. Exactly. So like, I can do dumb fun, but this just wasn't that fun. It was dumb. And it had fun bits sprinkled in between. I'm slowly finding out more and more that I watch like the Italian Giallo and like splatter films. I'm not the biggest fan, apparently. Because I don't, there's not one that I could really like. Even zombies, much like this, still is only a seven. I don't think, I don't know if I've given any of them anything over a seven. I might have, and I just don't remember. Because I know with Vinegar Syndrome, I had those like forgotten Gialli box sets. And a lot of those movies got like ones and threes. Like, didn't like them. Some of those movies are, are where's my boy? That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Terrible. But I could look through Letterboxd, but I'm not going to waste y'all time doing that. Just know that it's this one is not... I, I'm sorry, Mike, if you love this movie and you want this, but Mike, I don't like it. It's not great. I probably won't watch this again. It's not. Sorry, Mike. And like and I was just saying, I watched it beyond. So of this Gates of Hell trilogy, I gave this a four, and I gave the Beyond a five. <laughs> Haven't seen The House by the Cemetery, but maybe one day I'll watch it. Maybe Joe Bob will play it one day, and I can get the whole trilogy wrapped up and see if anything will get over a five. Because so far, this trilogy has been a dud so far for your boy. Right. But as an introduction to Italian splatter horror type films, Chris, how you feel about it? Would you want to watch more? It was just this bad first step? Because I can show you I, more. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the gore, I, like I said, the gore was right in my wheelhouse. So, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, to seeing some more. Maybe sometime down the line we'll get more. Because I know there, there's a ton of these that we can do. Mm-hmm. I actually just watched um, Zom- oh, not Zombie Fuck uh, Demons where it's basically a bunch of people trapped in a movie theater and that has good gore too but also it got a 7 I don't know if any have broke the 7 threshold yet <laughs> so we'll see there is a sequel to that I need to watch at some point but yeah man this one just I mean if you if you need to go to sleep you need a good cure for no fucking insomnia this might work except for mm-hmm. the kills the kills might wake you up though that's the thing you'll be falling asleep and somebody yeah. get fucking spit their guts out and you're like oh shit and then you don't be like, all right, I'm going back to sleep. And you can see a brain get caved in. Like, oh, and then you go back to sleep. Like, that type of deal. That's what happens. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to ask a question. Well, let's get the Black History flashcard in first. I got a question. I don't know how long it's going to take. So let's go ahead and get some Black History for that ass real quick before I ask you my final question. We actually got two questions. One is for her, though. Mm. So for the Black History flashcard this week, we have the Maasai. And uh, they're established in 1400, and they're still around today. The Maasai people are located in northern Tanzania and southern Kenya with a population of around a half million people. There are 16 sections in the Maasai society and they all live in kraals, which are arranged in a circular fashion. They are semi-nomadic people who run under a communal land management system. The Maasai culture is considered the symbol of Kenyan culture because they have uh, preserved their culture and clung on to traditional ways of life. The ancestors of the Maasai people originated in northern Africa and migrated south along, along the Nile Valley during the 15th century. The greatest source of pride in the Maasai culture is the warrior. Boys become warriors through a great ceremony called Unuto, and that's the Maasai people. Black history for that ass, folks. So, Chris, I just have a question for you. Let me pull out my notebook real quick. Because, you know, at the end of all these like months, I try and... Do a little look back. And actually, let me go ahead and write these numbers down in here now while I'm looking. So that's a four for me and a five from Chris. So this Halloween hustle we watched. City of the Living Dead. I'm just going in reverse order. No, you know, let's just start from the beginning. So this Halloween season we watched Sugar Hill. Her only, well, you weren't here for these, but her only fan and Tiffany the Doll. That was me and PJ. Then we did Death by Temptation, Scary Movie 2. Slaughterhouse, Megan, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, and City of the Living Dead. All these movies, except for what, Scary Movie 2 you hadn't seen before? 
Or had you seen Final I, Chapter? I had seen seen Final Chapter in pieces years ago. Okay. So of all the movies we've done, which one did you like the most? Which one are you happy that we got in on the podcast? That will you add to your rotation? So I didn't think I was going to be that much of a Jason Voorhees fan. I might have I might have to go with the final chapter. You gave that a seven out of ten, and I'm looking like that might. So just to go backwards, you gave this a five. You gave Friday Thirteenth Final Chapter a seven. You gave Megan a four. You gave Slaughterhouse. Me and you both gave Slaughterhouse a five. You gave Death by Temptation a seven, and you gave Sugar Hill a six. So score wise. Death by Temptation and Friday the 13th, the final chapter, got the highest scores from you. That kind of makes sense, because Death by Temptation is one I could, I'd, I would play in the background, and then I, if I really want to get into the spooky yuki, I'd go Friday the 13th. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to only pick one, since they both got the same score, if you can only pick one to watch, which one would you watch? I'm probably marathoning Friday the 13th at, mm. as soon as I... Uh, well, I'm, okay, I feel you. Um, looking at my scores... I gave Sugar Hill a seven. I gave her only fan a six. Me and PJ gave Tiffany the doll an eight. Uh, we gave, I gave Death by Temptation a nine. Scary Movie 2 an eight. Slaughterhouse a five. Megan a nine. Friday the 13th, Final Chapter a five. And City of the Living Dead got a four. So, damn. The fucking Tubi movies got better scores than City of the Living Dead. I'm Fochi's mad at me from the grave somewhere, I'm sure, probably. Megan got a, a bigger, a better score than that. So this is the thing now for me. I'm thinking about it like the two highest scores I gave were Death by Temptation and Megan. So we both agreed on Death by Temptation being one of the best. So maybe that equals out to it being the best since we both agreed on that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, averages out. But I was going to say, if I had to pick between the two, you know I'm going Death by Temptation. That's not even a question. You don't even got to think about that. You already know I'm going with the black movie with the best soundtrack. So overall, you know, it was some, a few duds in there, but I think we, I think a pretty decent Halloween hustle this year. We got some good shit. We even got PJ back for an episode, so that's a good little Halloween hustle we got. Solid one. But now, it's Christmas time, but we not in Hollis, Queens, and I need to eat some chicken and some collard greens, goddammit. We need too much chicken lately. Right, we can never have no chicken, Chris. We black. Ha. <laughs> White people, don't you dare say anything. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't say it. <laughs> the plan here is that for Christmas, I'm going to let you pick any movie you want to do Christmas related. I'm going to pick any movie I want Christmas related. And then I'm going to let Anita pick any movie Christmas related. And then I'm going to put up a Twitter poll where one of the week we're going to let the listeners pick a movie that's Christmas related. That's how Ooh, we're going to do it. But since, you know, we are gentlemen here, Chris, and I'm sure you listeners are too, we'll let the ladies go first. So she's not ready yet. She hasn't decided her final pick yet. So I have to let you know next weekend or so whenever we get ready to court, I'll let you know a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. But you'll go second, Chris, and then I'll go and then we'll let the listeners will save the I, listeners I, for last. Huh? Yeah. Well, remember we was talking about it uh, last week or, or don't spoil, like don't, Daily Night too. Damn it, Chris, you spoiled it. <laughs> that's fine. We already said it before. That's so. true. You did. All right. Well, that's yours. We know that's coming up at some point, but we're going to let in. Maybe that'll be week two. So we'll have Anita. Then we'll do yours. Then I'll do mine. And then we'll let the listeners do something. I'll put out a poll. I'll just put a list. I'll put out some movies or something. Let them pick between four of them or something. I don't know. I'll figure something out. Or I'll just tell. I'll make a post like, hey, put a fucking movie down here. And whatever movie gets the most picks or I see multiple times, maybe we'll do, I don't know. We'll figure something out. Whatever kids are, I'll figure something out. But. Yes. I have an idea of a what because Anita has thrown out multiple things and it looks like we might have a black Christmas movie coming up. 
I forget the name of it. Not entirely sure if that's what it is yet, so I won't officially announce that's what's next. Just keep a lookout on Wednesdays when I usually tell you what movie's coming up next. I think it's called, I, like, I, La- I, This Christmas might be one she was talking about. I think it might be the name oh of it. Oh, my God. exactly what that is. A fucking Chris Brown uh, Christmas yes, movie. Yes, I heard her talk about that. So it, it sounds like it's either, either going to be that or a movie called Black Nativity. I'm not sure which one. Maybe she's oh. switching <laughs> Maybe she'll switch the game up with Chris, but it sounds like that's where we're going. I'm not giving y'all motherfuckers no hints about where I'm going. Y'all find out that third week. <laughs> I think that's Christmas week too. We'll find out. And patrons, you got oh. some are not even patrons, patrons and listeners. Ooh, do I want to make it Patreon exclusive? Maybe it'll be a Patreon poll, Chris. You know what? <laughs> it's gonna be a Patreon poll. That's our Christmas gift back to you. You show us love all year. You know what, patrons? Fuck it. You get. I'm gonna put up a poll because I think Patreon polls that you put up a bunch of shit. Twitter only lets you do four, so that's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We've just figured this out live on air. Patrons, you're going to decide the last movie. Show, show, show. show me that money, and you get to tell us what to watch. So, listeners, if you're listening, you're not a patron. Hey, if you want to, if you got a movie like man, I want to throw this in there. Patreon.com/slash/home-video-hustle. Speaking of which, Chris, let me know where you at on social media. We about to wrap this thang thing up. All right, you can find me on. X. at uh crisscross 0018 you can find me on um facebook at chris smith yes sir uh and you can find me um on instagram at c smith 0018 and threads same way there it is that's it if you want to follow me or the show on twitter or x you can do so at Capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase oddcast, HVH podcast on Twitter, home with us on Facebook, home with us on podcast on Instagram, home with us on YouTube, um, home with us on Good Pods. If you're on Good Pods, show us some love on there, get us up in them ranks. We're in the top 100 podcasts almost every week. Let's get, let's bump them numbers up, baby, if you're using Good Pods. And you can leave reviews on individual episodes, rate individual episodes, chop it up with me. I show you some love. You show me love, I show you love. And if you want to direct mm-hmm. another direct line, that's another good way to do it. Um, is there anything else? I got a letterbox page. If you follow me, I'm home with the hustle dash Brent. I, I don't know the exact web address. If you want it, I, you can't find it. Message me and I'll send you the damn link. Believe me. Patrons, as I was saying earlier, it should already be out. It definitely should be out by the time you hear this. It actually should be out tomorrow as we record this even. Me and Anita went to go see the Marvels. And we did a nice little sub one hour. Ep- I think it's like 54 minutes long for you. Short and sweet to the point episode where we thought about the Marvels. We both dug it, but we had some thoughts about it. So we can go check that out. Yeah. And don't say I didn't do nothing for your patrons. You got two this month. Uh, <laughs> um, we still got to figure out something else to do for Patreon too, so we can get Chris back on there too. I have an idea, but um, what else is there I got to tell you about? There's still my idea. Yeah, I, I, we heard just talked about it today. We, we, at some point, Chris, we're going to get it in, I promise. I saw a second season got announced, so. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess I should explain that further. Yeah, patreon.com slash home video hustle. If you want to help support the show, you can get, well, there's three tiers. $1 tier, $3 tier, and wherever the fuck you want to give us tier. One dollar <laughs> tier, you get a bonus. Well, yeah, with every tier, you get bonus episodes. You get video recordings of the podcast. But the main difference is with the $1 tier, you get to make us watch a movie once, like how Mike Streeter did with City of the Living Dead. But I think he's a $3 patron, so him and other $3 patrons get to make us watch movies as long as they're patrons. There's just a cycle. And the cycle <laughs> and the cycle gets faster each time because now that we got like the $1 patrons out of there, 
now all the $3 patrons get back in there and we're going to do this a lot more quicker. Now, the reason it took so long getting this batch done is because I was trying to wait with PJ a while back to see when he would come back, but he ended up having to step away. So it's like, all right, now we're going to blitz through these. But then the holidays came up and we had to put a stop to it. And, you know, Harry Potter mm-hmm. happened. But people love the Harry Potter episode, so that's not a bad thing. But yeah, patreon.com yeah. slash home video hustle if you want to support the show. What's up, Chris? I was saying, yeah, the Harry Potter. It's coming back in January. People keep asking me about it. It's coming back in January. Don't worry. <laughs> and I do want to give a special shout out, though, because we actually got a new patron. And uh, what's my man's name? Kevin Rodriguez. Shout out to you, my brother. $1 a month. So it's $1 patron. He a real hustler. Only bad thing is mm-hmm. that he gave me a Patreon movie, but unfortunately, it was one we've already covered. Yeah. It's uh, The Fifth Sorry, Elements. The homeboy Patrick. You knew that is huh? You knew that is multi-pass. That's right. Yeah, we already got the multi-pass, all that shit for that ass. Because that was, uh, that was one of the first Patreon picks. That was the homie Patrick, the homie that drew our logo for us and all that. Like, he gave us that movie. So, Kev, if you're listening, I don't think I, he hasn't messaged back. Nope. So, like I said, no rush. Because we got, like, we. I think after this movie, we only have six left. So, we're getting there. And I think Nicole actually gave me hers. She, it's a movie called Romeo is Bleeding. Mm-hmm. The only thing that sucks is that she was telling me about it years ago now. I think it is for a while back. And she was looking for the DVD. And she sent me a picture like, hey, I found the DVD. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I turn on Pluto, and the fucking movie is playing on Pluto. <laughs> so all this time looking for it, and eventually the shit popped up on Pluto anyway. But it's all good, though, because we are going to do it. So now we got her. So I'm pretty sure, Chris, we have six movies left. Uh, uh, and then uh, watch as soon as we want to go watch it, it's going to be gone. That's how that shit works. So just to go over the list, mm-hmm. so like I said, and for patrons, like for Kev and everybody else, if you don't know, we don't give a fuck what movie you give us. We'll watch it. We've we've done crazy shit through these Patreon picks, so and not through mm-hmm. the Patreon picks. So I mean, it don't really matter to me. But we have so left to do, and then we see one Collateral, Wild Side. I've seen Collateral before. Me too. That's one of the ones I've seen. Uh, Wild Side, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Kevin Costner movie. Mm, I've Wel- heard of it. Welcome to Whoop Whoop. <laughs> Romeo is bleeding. And Mean Guns, Ice T movie. So that's what we got left. And then once we're done with those, I'll put out the word. We'll recycle through it. Kev, you know what? You might as well just wait till the next cycle for real. Well, you no, know, you don't have to wait, I guess. Just whenever you got your movie, let me know. And we'll get you in there. You don't know, now you know. Brother. So yeah, that's <laughs> how Patreon works. You get extra episodes, you get videos, you get to make us watch movies. They people really don't fuck with us too hard through Patreon. Like we don't have listeners that give us like super bullshit. So that's pretty cool, actually. And actually, some decent things we found. Like I'll never forget, like Tampopo. You weren't there for Tampopo, but remember when me and PJ looked that up? It's a movie about like ramen, a ramen bowl shop or something. I don't remember that exact plot no more. It's been a long time. But we ended up really fucking with that movie. Like I didn't expect that. And they come to find out it was a damn Criterion movie. Didn't even know it. Was Freddie got fingered a? Um a Patreon. It sure was. And let's see who did that to you, Chris. <laughs> they didn't even know they was going to do it to you. They thought he was doing it to PJ. Was it Izzy? No, it was Jacob Killjoy. I- Izzy, say, Izzy gave us best in show. Which, Izzy, I love you, but that movie is all you. It's all you. <laughs> what did we give best in show? What did you give that? Let me see. Best in show... Oh, you gave it a three. Fuck, I forgot you didn't like it. I mean, they needed to give it a six. <laughs> it was cool. That's Fred Willard was the best part. It wasn't my Fred and humor. It was very dry. It's very dry humor. Like I said, I like dry humor, but it just, yeah, Fred Willard was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So yeah, this wraps up the Halloween hustle. This will be the last time you hear this Halloween music, but get ready for that Christmas cheer, motherfuckers, because I think Anita's going to bring the Christmas cheer. We're going to start with Christmas. Not Silent Night, Daily Night 2 like Chris 1, but we're going to start with Christmas. Garbage day is definitely going to be garbage day that week. <laughs> but until we get them sleigh bells jingling, whatever ring ting tingling, figgy pudding, whatever the fuck your Christmas music says, I got one thing left to tell them. Oh my God, I just thought of a movie I could fuck y'all up with. Oh no. But it can be a self inflicted wound at the same time because we did jing all the way, motherfucker. There is a sequel. And I've seen it before. Pre podcast. PP. (laughs) Do I want to do it? Ooh, I got time to think too. Y'all not ready for this. But you know what? We're going to wait and find out because I got one thing left to tell you. Umber. Chris. And this is Trade Warriors. Oh, man. Hearing that music for two months, man. It's gonna be weird hearing it gone next week. But you know what's really gonna be weird? It's not hearing this motherfucking beat drop. Yes, sir. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever fuck day you listen to this on. City of the Living Dead is streaming on Tubi. Do you agree with us? Like, I know there's a lot of Fulci fans out there. And like I said, I like Zombie. And the Beyond was alright. It had a great ending. This movie was bleh. This movie had good kills. That's pretty much it. Like, it had good kills. Everything else was kind of whack. It just, I didn't. There are bones to it. It's just no substance. Say that again, Chris. There are bones to it, just no substance. There you go. Yeah, like I said, it, it had the makings of something, but it just, nah, it just didn't come together real. I don't know. Maybe just us, Chris. I don't know. Maybe we're in the minority. We're minorities in the minority on this one, maybe. Maybe. Black- we, we may be the crucial artists in this one. Are black people still the minority, Chris? I, I don't know if we're still the... I mean, we probably still are, but I think it's rapidly changing. I that don't is know. For people out there doing the demographics. I think interracial relationships are changing now. That's why the white people don't like that shit. We fucking up their bloodline. But their daughters love the, us. <laughs> What'd you say? It takes the bloodline. Oh shit. And not even Roman Reigns, another wrestling reference. Restart that. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was been good Halloween hustle, man. It's gonna be weird. What's up? That long lot of jungle fever going on. Yeah, Spike Lee was predicting, I guess, back in nineteen ninety or ninety one, whenever that movie came. I think it's ninety one actually. A movie I've never seen all the way through. Maybe that can come up in February, actually. I've never seen that movie all the way through. There's a lot of spike gaps we can fill if I really wanted to. There's a lot of his shit I haven't seen, actually. I've seen the big ones, not a lot of smaller ones. Same. I've seen a lot of big ones, not in. I don't think I've seen a lot of small ones at all. We've covered a few. We've done, like, we did School Days, She's Gotta Have It, Jungle. I'm not Jungle. Uh, Do the Right Thing, Bamboozled, Black Klansman. We've done, we've done a good amount of them. I, I've not seen Black Klansman, and I have seen. Um, we, we did watch School Days. Yep. And, and I have seen Do the Right Thing. And honestly, I think that's it. Yeah, we ain't done one of the. I think the only real, real big one we haven't done is Malcolm X. That's the last real big one that we haven't done yet. I, I've seen pieces of Malcolm X. I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen that whole thing so many times, bro. <laughs> I love that fucking movie so much. Maybe that's when we'll get in. Criterion put out a 4K. Give me a reason to finally buy that shit. It's for the podcast, baby. 
Uh, we'll figure it out. I wish you were there for Bamboozle. Bamboozle is one of my favorite ones. I fucking love that movie, but it's it's, it's it make you mad at the end when you there's a montage at the end. You watch that shit, and you're like, oh fuck this. <laughs> I love those. But then it has the Tommy Hill nigga skit that is hilarious at the same time. Uh, I gotta get you. I gotta at least find you. It's not streaming nowhere out there. I gotta get you a copy of Bamboozle somehow, but. No, yeah, no, it's getting, you know, shit, we're under an hour and a half. We went through this. I had a feeling this was going to be a short episode or shorter, normal length episode for most podcasts. <laughs> oh, and if you're listening to this, it just dropped as we're recording this on Core 45. You'll hear a familiar voice this week because I was there with Beat'em Down and Randy. And we talked about surviving the game. It's out right now. <laughs> Crossovers you've all been waiting for. Well, I've been there before, but it's just been a long time. Funny enough. The last time I did an episode with them was Friday the 13th, part seven, I think. Chris would know. Chris, you need Chris is like diehard uh, call 45 uh, fan too. It might have been seven. Or was it? If you think it's seven, it's probably seven things. That's what I was thinking. Like how Mike, how Mike like Baffert is with us, Chris is with Call 45, so he knows. Between five and seven. It wasn't five, I know that. I don't. It, was, it might have been eight. It might have been like either seven or eight. I think it, it wasn't eight, so it had it was seven there. Okay, so yeah, there you go. So like I said, go check out Cold Forty Five surviving the game. We covered it back in February. Now you get to hear it talk about it all over again over on Cold Forty Five. A different twist on it. So go listen to him. A classic throw, a classic throwback. Brent and PJ watch, uh, watching uh, with them blank man. If you go back to Code 45 Archives and find the Blank Man episode, you will hear me and PJ extremely inebriated. Fucked up. Ex- no, and I'm not, I'm, we're not over as that. We and PJ were fucked up that night. Hilarious. It's, we, it, it's bad, folks. Like, we, me and PJ were cooked, smoking <laughs> and drinking. Like, it was bad. <laughs> Jake Five put y'all out of commission. I was fine. <laughs> and you know what? The crazy thing about that too is that's that's one of the few guest spots where me and PJ were together. So they, I think they were the first podcast to get me and PJ together for an episode. Because PJ is elusive. It's hard for me to get PJ back then. Like even now, I can't. Even hold it. So it's like for them to get both of us was crazy at the time. Hell yeah! But I done restarted this to be like eight times now. We got to end this podcast. <laughs> So yeah, come back next week to the Christmas Hustle. We're going to get it in. Go listen to the Cold 45 episode I was on. Go, I mean, listen to them in general, but definitely, if you're going to start somewhere, start with doing me on there, you know. And then go back and listen to Blank Man. That's probably still one of my favorite guest spots, too, because we were, again, we were fucked up. Fucked up. So, Chris, until next time, we probably watch this Christmas. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>